Hey, let's pray right quick. Heavenly Father, we just uh, we just lift up your name. We praise you, God. We thank you so much for who you are and what you do and what you've done for us. And God, uh, this morning, just open our hearts and our minds to get to know you more. And uh, Lord, let us be changed this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Can you get that? It is good to see all your smiling faces. Sorry. Nope, you're good. We are Facebook Live, just so you know. Welcome everybody on Facebook. Uh, this is our first time ever going Facebook Live, but there were a couple people who were requesting that, and so uh, we have done that. Uh, and it's good, and I'm glad that we are able to uh, allow those who can't be with us this morning to be with us this morning uh, in this time. So it is good. But welcome to Beach Island. Uh, I say it every Sunday, we are an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. I don't say it to be a broken record. I don't say it just to have something cute to say. I say it because I believe it. I say it because uh, of 2 Timothy 3.16, and we stand in this. And 2 Timothy 3.16 says this, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable, profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. It's used for teaching, correcting. It's, it's what it's for. God has given it to us to guide us, direct us. And then verse 17 says this, that the man of, of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. This is what equips us. And that's what we preach from, what we teach from. And, and it's our guide. It's not man. Man does not direct us. It is God's Word and the Holy Spirit that leads all teaching in this church. And that's why I say it. And so uh, that's who we are. We, we are uh, in the middle of nowhere, loving on the Lord. It is good. It is good. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm excited about Resurrection Sunday, and I know it's a ways off yet. But I'm excited that there's going to be several churches, uh, seven churches, I think is what it is, six or seven churches, coming together to worship our God. And, and I pray that you take this uh, seriously as I call you to go and invite people to come to that service. And it's going to be a great day uh, of communities coming together. It doesn't matter where you live. Uh, you, it's not about Ray. I'm just going to tell you that right now. It's not about Ray. It's just that's where we have a facility that we can gather 750 people. Okay, so invite people to come and be a part of this. It's going to be, it's going to be great, and I'm excited about that day. So um, there is postcards back there that uh, are an invitation for you to take to people that you are praying for now and are going to invite them to come and be a part of this. So please take those uh, with you today as you leave and be intentional about who you're going to give it to, who you're going to invite, and please ask them to come and sit with you at Resurrection Sunday. And you're going to save a seat for them, um, and it is good. We've been working our way through Nehemiah, and it has had quite an impact on me. I try like mad to live out what I preach. But I've been falling short in it. And I want to change that. Uh, can we 
weeks back, I preached on confession and seeking repentance in that, changing, changing our ways. And I, and, I, and I want to be more intentional about it. And I'll tell you, the more intentional I try to become, the harder the fight, the bigger the battle. But our God is bigger than all of them. The distractions, the struggles, the battles, the fights. God is bigger and His power is greater. And so we got to lay down the things that are distracting us. Lay down the things that, that are trying to get our attention and focus on God. And that's what they've been doing in Nehemiah. Did they struggle through it? Absolutely. Did they have uh, uh, things within them that, that distract them? Absolutely. But God set them on a course to rebuild a wall. And they did. They rebuilt a wall. And they've been celebrating ever since. And I'm going to skip a couple chapters today just so you know we're going to be in Nehemiah chapter 12. I'm jumping over chapter 11 because I'll tell you, it is a great read of names. And um, it's the breakdown of who is the priests and the Levites that were able to be in Jerusalem. The first part of chapter 12 is the same way. And, and it's a great read. And I'm going to encourage you to read it. But I'm not going to read it this morning. I'm going to jump to, to chapter 12, verse 27. But before we do that, let's go to him in prayer. Father God, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you that we can come before you right here and gather in your name, sing praises to you, and smile and, and have joy flow out of us for celebrating how good of a God you are. Because you are amazing. You're an awesome God. And we praise you. And I, and I pray that um, during our time of, of singing to you, we, we just focus on you. We don't care about what's around us. We just focus on you and sing. God, I thank you that you have blessed this church with such ability to lead us in song to you. Thank you for each one of them, Father. God, I pray this morning as we read uh, in Nehemiah chapter 12 that, and, and dive into that, that you will just open our hearts, you, you will open our minds to, to your word and to your way. God, I thank you for it. And I just pray that we move closer to you in our relationship with you today and every day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Chapter 12 of Nehemiah, starting verse 27. Now at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, they sought out the Levites in all their places to bring them to Jerusalem to celebrate the dedication with gladness, both in thanksgiving and singing with cymbals and stringed instruments and harps. And the sons of the singers gathered together from the countryside around Jerusalem, from the villages of the... Yep, we're going to skip that word. From the house of Gilgal and from the fields of Geba and Azmetheth. For the singers had built themselves villages all around Jerusalem. Then the priests and the Levites purified themselves and purified the people, the gates and the wall. So I brought the leaders of Judah up on the wall and appointed two large thanksgiving choirs. One went to the right hand on the wall toward the refused gate. After them went Hashiah and half of the leaders of Judah. And 
Azariah, Ezra, Meshulam, Judah, Benjamin, Shemaiah, Jeremiah, and some of the priests, sons with the trumpets, and many other names in here, and then we're going to jump down just a little bit. They gathered with musical instruments of David, the man of God. Ezra the scribe went before them. By the fountain gate in, in front of them, they went up the stairs of the city of David on the stairway of the wall, beyond the house of David, and far as the water gate eastward. The other Thanksgiving choir went the opposite way and was behind and I was behind them with half of the people on the wall going past the tower of the ovens as far as the broad wall and above the gates of Ephraim above the old gates above the fish gates the tower of Hananel the tower of the hundred as far as the sheep gate and they stopped by the gate of the prison so the two Thanksgiving choirs stood in the house of God Likewise, I and the half of the rulers with me, and the priests, and a bunch of other names of priests, and jump down just a little bit. The singers sang loudly with Jezariah, the director. Also that day, they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced, for God had made them rejoice with great joy. The women and the children also rejoiced, so that the joy of Jerusalem was heard afar off. And at the same time, some were appointed over the room, the rooms of the storehouse for the offering, the first fruit, and the tithes, to gather into them from the fields of the cities the portion specified by the law for the priests and the Levites, for Judah rejoicing over the priests and the Levites who ministered. Both the singers and the gatekeepers kept the charge of their God and the charge of the purification according to the command of David and Solomon his son. For in the days of David and Asaph, Asaph of old, there were chiefs of the singers and songs of praise and thanksgiving to God. In the days of Zerubbabel and in the days of Nehemiah, all Israel gave the portions for the singers and the gatekeepers, a portion for each day they also consecrated holy things for the Levites. And the Levites consecrated them for the children of Aaron. Alright. I'm just going to tell you this last part that, that 44 and following. It's saying that they took care of their people. They took care of their people. Whatever they needed. The singers and the gatekeepers and all of those people. They took care of them. They made sure they had what they needed. My focus today is I want to be back here starting in verse 27. They dedicated the wall. They were done building the wall. They had been celebrating. They had the Feast of Booths. They're dedicating this wall to God. Dedication. Not really a term that we use a lot in the New Testament. Not really a term that we use a lot in today's church. But it's all over the Old Testament. All over the Old Testament. But what is dedication? or dedicated. It's, a, it's an act of setting apart or uh, consecrating persons or things to God, persons, sacred work, or ends. It's the act, and this act is usually accompanied by an announcement of what is being done intended 
to be with prayer, asking for divine approval and blessing. Dedication is to set apart for God. Set apart for God. You know, I bet when this building was built, I have no idea, it wasn't here, but I bet this building was dedicated to God when it was built. Grandma Judy's not on her head, yes. It was set apart for Him. It's still set apart for Him. This is His building, it's not ours. It is set for Him. Dedication. We dedicate our kids. At least I encourage us to dedicate our children to the Lord. I will tell you, though, we've had more babies than dedications, parents. We've had more, more babies than dedications. Why would we dedicate our baby, our child, or children to God? Because we want to set them apart for God. We want to raise them in the way to know the Lord. We want them to raise up to know Him, to love Him. Why do we dedicate them? Because we're making a vow to the Lord that we're going to raise them in that manner. And in that, we do it together as a church. Because church, we, I ask every time we do a baby dedication, that church, are you vowing to help raise that child to know the Lord? And when you have opportunity to, to have influence on that child's life, are you going to step up to the plate and do it? Dedicating our children to the Lord, I think, is important. And I'm going to encourage you always to, to never be afraid to do that. Step to that and dedicate your children to the Lord. We're going to come back to dedication here in just a minute, but this choir that was there at Jerusalem was a big choir. Large. They were so large that they went opposite directions. And to my knowledge, I think they circled all the way around the, the city of Jerusalem. And then they were all on the wall all the way, all the way around the city. You know, uh, while I was trying to picture this in my head, all I could think of was, was our candlelight service, our candlelight Christmas Eve service, when we gathered all the way around this church. And, and this last... Uh, Christmas Eve, I think we were all the way around the wall here. And it was wonderful. And everybody sang. And, and it was so uh, awesome to sing to the Lord gathered up so that we could really hear everybody. Because it, let me just tell you, it's a different sound from the back of the church to the front of this church while we're all singing. <laughs> it's, it's not deafening up here, but it is amazing. <laughs> It's good. And when we're circled around, it's, it's singing to, to the Lord, but each other can hear each other, right? And so just think about this choir as they're circled around this big city. And I want to point out that they were standing on the wall. The wall that Tobias said, well, if a little fox comes and, and runs along it, it's going to just crash and crumble. And here they're now standing on the wall, giving glory to God and praising Him. What a statement, right? What a statement. But before, before they're all gathered around there, I want to read a particular sentence it's, or a verse. It's verse 30. It says, Then the priests and the Levites purified themselves and purified the people, the gates and the wall. Let me just tell you, 
I thank Jesus Christ that I don't have to purify you. Okay? Because I would fall so short and, and, and it wouldn't be good. We have Jesus Christ now in the new covenant that we are purified by Him. We're cleansed by Him. We don't have to purify ourselves, purify our church, purify our walls. We don't have to do that because Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ purifies us. It's His blood. It's His blood that covers us. We are white as snow in the eyes of our God. When we come to Jesus, when we confess Jesus Christ as Lord, and we allow Him to be the Lord of our life, we're purified. We're cleansed. It's all Him. It's not you, it's Him. And, and no priest, no Levite has to do anything to purify you. What a blessing. What our God is doing. Our God is good. We don't have to purify anything, but Jesus purifies us. It says, so I brought the leaders of Judah up on the wall and appointed two large Thanksgiving choirs. They circled around there and sang with musical instruments from David, it says. I want you to think about that. David wrote how many psalms, right? Many, many. But these musical instruments were either from him or built... And I'm going to say an uh, example of what he had. But they were, they were musical instruments of David, the man of God. And they circled around. Before I go back to uh, a little more of dedication, I, I want to point something else out here too. Verse 42. The singers sang loudly. The singers sang loudly. Listen. This last song we sang, uh, if you weren't smiling and singing, come talk to me, okay? I'm going to pray with you because your heart's not right. I'm just going to say that. But listen. They sang loudly. When you sing to the Lord, it's not about who's standing beside you. I'm going to tell you right now, my ability to sing is not a gift, okay? It's not good but it is good to God. He says, make a joyous noise to me. And whatever joyous noise we make, it's to Him. And so listen to me. If you're worried about the person in front of you turning around looking at you, if they do, just smile and sing even louder, okay? Because it's good. We're going to rejoice to the Lord. They sang loudly. So I don't know where your volume is at, but just crank her up, okay? Crank it up for the Lord. Sing out to Him. It's all for Him. It's not about us. It's not about your neighbor. It's not about the person anywhere around you. It's about this right here. A couple weeks back, I preached and I, and I told a story about a woman who wanted to leave the church because she was so distracted by everything. And the, and, and the preacher said, well, here, carry this glass of water around. Don't spill a drop. She didn't spill a drop. And he said, focus on God the way you focused on not spilling on that water. Quit worrying about all the other distractions. I'm going to tell you again the same thing. Don't worry about anything around you. You come to this house, the house of God, to worship Him. Worship Him. Sing loudly. And I'll work on it myself too. <laughs> but sing to Him. I want to go back to dedication. You know... Uh, 
Again, we don't talk about this word very often anymore. But truly, isn't that what we're doing when we come to the Lord? Are we not dedicating ourselves to the Lord? We're setting ourselves apart for Him. To, to have His way with us, right? We sing that. Have your way with me. Are we setting ourselves apart for Him, though? I'm going to read some scriptures. And I want you to just, I want you to write them down. I want you to, to focus on this week. And I want you to ask yourself this week, are you setting yourself apart for Him? And in this, I think these scriptures help us recognize what it is to set ourselves apart. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Listen, you don't got to clean yourself all up and make yourself all perfect and then come to the Lord and dedicate yourself and set yourself apart. No, set yourself apart and allow Him to transform your mind. Allow Him to change you. Allow Him to, to, to get you more like Him. Sanctified. Too often we try to do it ourselves. Too often we say, well, i got to get this right. No, you don't. No, you don't. Come to Him. Come to Him. Lay it all down at Him, <clears throat> at His feet. Be a living sacrifice for Him. That means denying self. Picking up your cross and following Him. That's what He wants from you. Colossians 3.17 And whatever you do, do in word or deed. And whatever you do in word or deed, do in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. No matter what you got going on in your life. No matter what you're going through. No matter how good it's going. No matter how bad it's going. No matter how busy you are or not busy you are. Whatever you do, do it for Him. Do it for Him. Setting yourself apart for God. And whatever you do, do it for Him. 1 Peter 1.13 Therefore, prepare your minds for action. And be so reminded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Where's your mind? Are you setting everything about you aside for God? You can still do what you do, right? You can still... Work, take care of your livelihood, take care of your family, still do what you do. But where's your mindset in it? Where's your mindset? Is your mindset on God that, God, I'm doing this for you. Help me to do that the best I can. The best I can. Psalms 1, 1 through 6. Psalms 1, 1 through 6. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither. In all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like shaft 
that the that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Where is your meditation? Are you setting yourself apart from this world? Are you setting your thoughts apart from the thoughts that are not of God? And, and focusing on Him night and day. Night and day. Doing what you do. But your focus on Him. 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. Do you not know that you are a temple of God? Listen to this. Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Dwells in you. If, only, if anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy. Which temple you are. Listen. If you come to Jesus and you give your life to Him, you are a temple of God. And the Holy Spirit dwells in you. Talk about being set apart, right? If the Holy Spirit's in you, He will help you set you apart. But I told you at the beginning that to dedicate is to set apart, but also to pray. Are you praying that God helps you set yourself apart from this world? Apart from the things that are trying to, to lead you astray? To set you apart from false teachings? From, from this world and, and what it has? we got to live in the world, right? And walk in it. But we don't have to conform to it. We don't have to be about it. <coughs> you see, I, I want to encourage us to be intentional about setting ourselves aside for God. About dedicating our lives. And, and I'm not saying that we got to wake up every morning and rededicate our lives to God so that we can, you know, be back in His good graces. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is, is that let's imitate Jesus. Let's imitate Jesus in all that we do. You know, I talked about dedicating our kids. Dedicating our kids. Well, let's be an example. Let's imitate Christ. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. If we're not imitating Christ, how do you think our kids are imitating us? How do you think that view is for them? Let's imitate Christ so that our kids can imitate us. And I'll tell you right now, I fall short in it. I mess it up often. But I don't let it stop me from continuing to try to set myself apart from the world and the, and, and the thoughts that I have in this brain that want to tell me what words to say that I don't need to say. Call on God to help me set all that aside and imitate Him. Imitate Christ as I walk. Imitate Christ as I, as I journey through this world that tries to distract us. I'm going to steal something from a uh, mentor preacher of mine. Uh, he's doing something in his church right now that I think is awesome. And I'm going to steal it from him. I'm not really stealing I'm just borrowing <laughs> He is calling his church... To every morning, read a particular scripture. 
And I'm going to challenge you to do the same thing. So I want you to write this scripture down. I want you to put it in your phone. I don't care how you're going to know this scripture, but I want you to know it. If you've got to prick your finger and run it in blood, I'll just do it, okay? It's Psalms 103. Psalms 103, verse 1 through 5. And I'm going to read it here in just a minute. But listen, before you get out of bed, read this scripture every morning. Okay? For the, I don't care, the next 30 days. And if it turns out to be the next 30 years, great. Okay? Read this scripture before you get out of bed. I don't care if you get on your knees, if you lay down flat as you read it. I don't. It, I just want you to read it before you get out of bed. Every morning. Every morning, start your day off like this. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Everything about me, I'm going to bless His name. That's what that's saying. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your inequities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with love kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Do you believe it, church? Amen. Church, do you believe it? Amen. Amen. Read it every morning. Set yourself apart from this world and focus on Him. Renewing your mind. Allow Him to do it. But He can't do it if you're not focused on Him and allowing Him to do it. Set your mind on Him. Allow Him to mold you in what He wants you to be. Uh, allow Him to, to get your will more in line with His will. Dedicate yourself to Him every morning. Starting by reading His Word. Amen. And focusing on how good our God is. Because He is amazing. Amazing. I told you that I want to be more focused on this. You know, I said last week that I've gotten pretty busy. And the busier I get, the more I focus on the world and the more I focus on the things that I need to do and the less this gets read. It should be the opposite. I want my focus to be here. I'll still be able to do everything out here. But I think our concern becomes if I spend time here, then I have to give up something else. I don't think that's true. We'll just do it with Him as our focus. And my guess is we can get a lot more done. I want to be intentional about my focus. About deliberately setting myself apart from the things that want to bring me down. The things that want to
take me away from our amazing God and what He has in store for me. If Sunday morning is the only time that you read this, change. If Sunday morning is the only time that you sing a praise to our God, do something different. And I'm preaching to myself. I want to be intentional about Him being my focus from the morning when I wake up saying, Good morning, God! The end of the day when I say, God, thank you for everything you did in my life today. And I want joy coming from my heart as I walk through this day. Even when I find the trials and tribulations that James tells me I will have and have joy in it. Church, let's be intentional. Let's be intentional about setting ourselves apart. I'm going to invite the praise team to come on up. But I'm going to encourage you to dig into this. Psalms 103 every morning. And it did say day and night. Meditate on His Word. So if you want to read it before you go to sleep too, sweet. <laughs> It'll be good. I know you already know this, but God is more than Sunday mornings. God is much more than Sunday mornings. He's every day that ends in Y. He's the Y, really. And I want to be more focused on Him, and I hope, church, that if you haven't been, that today you change that. Today, maybe you do rededicate yourself to Him. Maybe today is the day that you say, you know what, I, I haven't set myself apart for Him, but today I'm going to. And tomorrow I'm going to do the same. And I'm going to walk in His ways and I'm going to try like mad to, to imitate Him. And when I fall short, I'm not going to stay there. When I, when I mess it all up, I'm not going to care. I'm just going to jump right back in continue to imitate must be intentional and if you have been keep it up keep it up I'm excited about what God is doing in my life and in this church I want to be, though, focused wholeheartedly on Him. Giving Him everything. And journeying through this life with my eyes on Him. And then I can truly see the blessings that He's laying out in front of me. All the blessings that I get every day. And so I want to encourage you to do the same. Open your eyes to Him. Dedicate yourself to Him. Set yourself apart. And walk in Him. Let's go to Him in prayer. Father God, I thank You so much. I thank You that You are the God of all creation. The God of everything. And I, I just 
thank you that we can come to you with anything and everything and lay it at your feet. Lord, I thank you that you walk with us. And when we fall short and we, uh, when we become conformed to the world, you're still there when we call out to you. Lord, I know that You will give us the power to set ourselves apart for You. And You'll give us the courage, the strength, the wisdom, the, the understanding, the ability to do that. And I thank You for that, Father. And I just pray right now that we become intentional about You being our focus day and night. And Lord, in that we know that then we can journey in this world with our focus being right. And that's on you. Lord, I pray right now for us setting ourselves apart. And that it be, that there be a divine intervention in that from you, Father. As it says, that's what dedication is. God, I pray that if there's anybody here this morning that has not given their life to You, that they do that. They step forward and they do that. They, they give their life to You. Lord, I know across our country right now there's, there's many revivals going on and, and, and many people coming to You and, and repentance is happening. Lord, bring that right here. Right here this morning that if people have not given their life to You, that they do that. they see how good you are and what you promised them. Life. Life. Jesus, you tell us that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And no one gets to the Father except through you. And Lord, I pray this morning that everybody here has given their life to you. And if they haven't, Lord, I pray that they do that this morning. That they do that. Lord, I thank you for everything you do and the blessings you pour out. And God, I just pray for this church right now, Father, that we become intentional about you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you will, stand and sing with us. If you need any prayers, please come forward, pray with me. I would love to spend time with you this morning in prayer.